What's up, everybody? My name is Shane Kohler, and this is The Conscious Love Show. Thanks so much for joining me here, where each week I'm sharing true-to-life insights and experiences from my journey and how I've created the loving and committed partnership I have today. I answer your questions and have live discussions with you so I can support you in your specific situation. And I bring in experts and people who know their stuff so we can all learn from their perspectives. Thanks again for checking out the show. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on the most. And I would love it so much if you'd leave a review and tell people what you think of us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Living Relationship to connect more closely. And I'm grateful to be supporting you on your journey to love. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome back. This is another episode of the Conscious Love Show and I'm excited to be here with you today and especially excited because I have a very dear friend of mine uh, joining me today and this really incredible woman who's going to be speaking with me today is someone I've known for, um, I don't know, probably 10 years or more at this point. It's, it's been a really long time. We've, we've known each other and um we've worked together in, in many different capacities she was my boss at one point um she's been my coach for the last few years and she's just a really incredible lady um someone that i would consider to be an expert when it comes to masculine and feminine energies and what all of that means and so i'm really honored to have her on the show today and be able to share her wisdom and her grace and her beauty with us so I just want to say thank you for being here, Liz, and welcome. And uh, yeah, let's uh, have you introduce yourself. And thanks so much for being with me today. Yeah, absolutely. It's an honor to be here. You know, I remember when we were talking about you starting this thing and then just seeing what it's grown into and what it's become. And it's an honor for me to be here with you as well. And to everyone listening, hello. My name is Liz Haber Zambrano. I am a professional executive and personal coach for people. And my mission is always to have people have a happy life at work and at home. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, it's it's really an honor to have you in this space. And I know um, the audience is just gonna get so much from your wisdom and everything you have to share today. So yeah, thank you for, thank you for being on. Yeah. And um, the topic today and what we really want to dive into is the idea of embodying feminine energy and what that means. And, and specifically, you know, for any of the ladies who might hear this and are wondering, what does it mean to embody feminine energy? What are the benefits of doing that? Why would I even want to do that? Um, and supposing that, supposing that I do want to do that, how do I do that? Like, what does that even mean? And what's going to happen when I do? So if we can, you know, just kind of unpack all of that, and and you know, from your someone who has a lot of experience and worked with a lot of ladies around this, um, maybe you could just start by telling us. So what is like when somebody says to embody feminine energy? What does that even mean? Like maybe we could mm. just start there. Yeah, yeah, great. Ooh, I love this topic. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. So we'll start with yes. What does that mean? So feminine and masculine energies are principles that exist in the universe. So these are not um, gender specific. Everyone has both. We all have masculine and we all have feminine energy within us. And a lot of times, if you present as a woman and identify as a woman, you may be more inclined towards the feminine energy. And if you present as a man and identify as a man, you may be more inclined to masculine in our natural state. So I'll say that as a caveat, because uh, living in a hyper focus, at least in the US, uh, masculine dominated society, we all tend to swim in masculine energy as a way of, of naturally being, well, socially being. But when we're in our most relaxed state, you may find if you are a woman and you identify as a woman that you you tend to want to really gravitate towards the feminine energy, which you could um, categorize as things like um, it's holistic, it is um, flowing, it is wise, it is more in touch with nature, it is a um, more of a circular 
energy. Like if you're in the feminine energy, you can focus on many things at one time as opposed to the masculine energy, which is more like single focus, task oriented, do this action. The feminine energy is more, um, it, it focuses more on being, like let's be um, together, let's be relational, let's think of the whole picture instead of just doing this one, necessarily it's this one task, but how this task affects the whole. Um, it is, um nurturing but not nurturing and it doesn't necessarily mean that the feminine energy is like this weak thing even though it may be passive it passes in the sense of it has things happen without needing to actually do a lot of things like if you think about how a flower gets pollinated without having to do very much except just be a flower and emit radiance or or essence or fragrance and then the bee comes and pollinates it and does all the work so that type of way when I say passive I mean in that way but it's still a, a fierce energy um it's also more um let's say I don't want to say relaxed I'll say something like what when, when I say flowing so it's it's in in time with what naturally wants to occur. So it's in touch with the seasons, it's in touch with nature, it's in touch with the cycles of life. Not so much, I need things to happen when I want things to happen, no matter if it's a good time or not. So it's a more in touch in that way type of uh, energy. And in a lot of ways, it hasn't necessarily been um, seen as important as feminine energy. So when I say we live in a more masculine dominated society, we may all identify more with like getting things done and being task oriented and linear thinking, because that's been the dominant energy that's been um, pervasive for a really long time and been valued. So this other softer energy, and by soft, I don't mean weak. I just mean, like I said, in tune with what's happening, doesn't need to necessarily be so fit like fit the round peg into the square hole at whatever cost um, space. If it says it doesn't fit, it's like, okay, it doesn't fit. Let's move on to what's next. It hasn't been as, as honored. Although I would say since the pandemic, something else is also coming through and emerging when we all had an opportunity to slow down a little bit and question the way that we do things and why we do things. That more feminine energy has been coming a little bit more uh, respected again. And it's always been there. This energy has always been there. But when we ignore it completely, what we have, um, or we don't respect it as much as it should be, what we end up having is like we we have um we have climate change. We're we're overproducing to the level that we don't even care of like what's happening to the environment. Human beings are burnt out, right? Like we're just working, working, and working without any regard to the rest of our life. And burnout exists and pollution exists. And we just build, build, build without thinking of what's happening to the whole. So that's what's happened when we go too much in the other direction. And um, really embodying that feminine energy as a, especially if you identify with it as a, as a woman, can support you in also creating and finding um, the, the masculine energy, which we hear a lot about toxic masculinity. Well, a lot of that has to do with like, we've ignored the healthy feminine. So when we can step into and, and acknowledge more this healthy feminine energy, even some of that toxic masculinity will start to clean itself up and, and be more in the, in the healthy masculine, which we can get into what that means also. But let me just stop there and, and see what you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you've shared a lot already. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, really. Um, you know, I, I love what you said. And I think I want to dig in a little deeper with this idea that, you know, we've all, we are all kind of swimming in a lot of masculine energy and, yeah. and we have been for a long time. Mm -hmm. So both men and women are, I mean, and obviously there's, you know, varying degrees with each person, but to, to a large degree, our society is, is highly masculine driven or highly driven by masculine energy. Yes. What are, and you might've already shared this to some degree, but what are some of the symptoms of that, like being dominated by masculine energy? What does that look like in, in a person? Mm. 
Yeah, okay. Well, in a in a practical way, um, it looks like we are very our, our worth is attached to what we do and what we produce instead of who we are as a human being. So what can I get done in a day? What can I accomplish? What can I have happen? That's where my worth, I'm going to put my worth. And then we, we can end up suffering when we have days, especially if your feminine energy is also screaming like, wait, slow down, hold on, wait, I need to rest. Wait, let's, let's think about this for a second. Wait, let's just be with this for a minute. And you have that screaming, but then the masculine energy is saying, no, 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 no. We got to do stuff. We got to, we got to get stuff done. And I'm not enough if I don't get things done. So that's like some of the ways that it can show up. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so in contrast, like you talk about feminine energy as being this part of us that's like, slow down, relax, take it easy, feel into it you know, find maybe the deeper meaning in it or, or what it all means or what it's all for. Yeah. And there's the, the masculine aspect of us is like, no, there's no time for that. Like drive forward, make it happen, get the job done. And, yeah. and culturally we've all been taught to kind of value that, right? This. Yeah. Drive. But what ends up happening is um, some of that unhealthy, unbalanced masculine energy destroys everything in its path. It's ruthless. It doesn't think of anything but itself. It's forceful. It's um, disconnected. It's cruel. It can be threatened easily. It can be stubborn. It can be deceitful. And it doesn't know and it's tired. It's like burnt out, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't know when to rest. And that's that and that's that energy that if you're listening to this, you might be like, oh, that's me, right? And you could be man, woman, any, and identify anywhere. It's like that energy when it's not checked, it's not even healthy masculine energy. When it's not checked, meaning in balance with our feminine, that's what it, it can turn into. We have depression, anxiety at high rates, burnout at high rates, all these, all these um, dysfunctions start to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds like basically what we're talking about here really applies to men and women and everybody. It's, it's like this, this over, over dominance of masculine energy and, and not being balanced with the feminine creates all these kinds of dysfunctions. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And if you are um, a man or somebody that identifies more naturally in your natural state with the masculine energy, I'm, we're not, I'm not even saying you need to embody 100% and go the other way with the feminine energy, but even having healthy feminine around you can help you balance into some of the more healthy masculine traits, which are like confident and loving and energized and passionate and actually is in worship the feminine energy or is in re like you understand the value of needing that energy, that it's not a oh, those are just throwaway soft skills or throwaway, like that's not important or that um, that's all just like mumbo jumbo. Like uh, anyway, all the ways that we discredit, you know, um, attributes of feminine energy, especially like in the workplace, you know, having vulnerable conversations, considering other people, having relationships that actually mean something, like those throwaway things that we may say, listening to one another. <laughs> pausing for a minute um that doesn't show up because you understand the value of what that can bring to balance and harmony and happiness in the entire organization or relationship or um your life in general yeah yeah so what is the relationship between gender and and this energy right because a lot of what we're talking about it sounds like as a whole, as a collective, we could all benefit from being a little more in touch with our feminine energy. But sure. what's the difference between like a man needing to do that and a woman needing to do that? Hmm, that's a great question. I, I would bring it back to where one where you naturally fall, because it is possible to be uh, to identify as a man or feel like a man and identify more with the feminine energy and vice versa, be a woman mm -hmm. or identify naturally. But let's just for a second, just go with like a majority of, of, of people. If you are in a 
a man, you may identify more with masculine. So for you, I would say the, the benefit would be like having a space for yourself created by a feminine energy um, to feel that like loyal, confident, honorable, masculine energy, um, the supportive, present, abundant, like that, when we think about we want a great man, like that, those attributes that we attribute are really attributes we're attributing to like the masculine energy in its healthy state, which is confident, like I'm saying, courageous, honorable, loyal, um, provider, protector. But it, that can't necessarily happen unless you're in that space of a healthy feminine energy. Because a lot of times that masculine energy, we may be in what I would call or uh, other people call. I know there's an author, Rebecca Campbell. She wrote a book called Rise, Sister, Rise that talks a lot about healthy and unhealthy um, feminine and masculine. So that unhealthy um, feminine energy is like, needy, uh, victim-y, or um, controlling, spiteful, um, suppressed, codependent, overly sensitive, self-pitying, bitter, I don't know if I said resentful, manipulative, scheming, jealous, like that space when we're at, and if you identify more as a woman or embodying that feminine energy that's unhealthy, you're only going to continue to attract that that unhealthy masculine. But when you step into that healthy feminine space, which is like creative, passionate, like you're owning your feminine nature. So you're owning that healthy essence of like um, wise, uh, confident, um, a lot like you know when to rest, you know when to play, you know when to work, you're creative. You're in touch with your cycles. And I don't just mean um, like the 28-day cycle that women may have, but also the seasons. Like we have um, in the feminine energy, there are winters. There are times where we're not as productive, but we rest. Like it's time to rest. Like winter is so important as a season because it's when everything gets a chance to rest. And then comes back and there's a rebirth that happens in spring. So when you as your feminine energy or a woman or somebody that identifies more with the feminine energy is in touch with that wise, like goddess, fierce, trusting, confident uh, version of yourself, then not only are you able to attract a more, a more healthy masculine, but even the masculines in your life have permission to then step into their space. like. We think that we want like the man to come and save us, right? And be like this knight in shining armor. Like that's the story, not we, but that's a common story that's been told for a long time. But it's really the other way around. And in a lot of ways, it's like when we can put, the feminine can put her head back and um, and step into that power, the masculine and energy naturally also wants to like worship and support that energy. But if we're in our unhealthy masculine where we just want to cut, when we don't value the feminine and then the feminine's also in it's unhealthy, like needy, resentful, victimhood, like um, insecure space, you're just two dead batteries trying to start a car, you know, like negative energy, toxic meets toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you shared some really awesome stuff there. So we have the, the toxic masculine that's kind of like self-centered, get the job done at all costs, like single focus, doesn't take the holistic view of things, doesn't understand mm -hmm. how their actions affect everything else, like kind of myopic in that sense. So that's, that's the toxic masculine. Mm -hmm. And then the toxic feminine is like victim-y, blame-y, um, needy, manipulative, insecure resentful secure resentful yeah. and now for you were saying that when you live in your toxic feminine you you attract toxic masculine right and and vice versa right like those who mm -hmm. live in their toxic masculine would then attract toxic femininity as well mm -hmm. is there go, going back to what we were saying earlier 
with um, how like culturally we're all kind of living in the toxic masculine to a degree. Mm-hmm. Does that does that also cause us to fall into the toxic feminine? Like, do you understand what I'm asking? Like, yeah. Being so far to this extreme, does it cause us also to revert to the other extreme? Uh, it's much. It's a much easier jump, right? Yeah. Since we all have feminine, masculine in us, it's easier to go from um, being like so task oriented and and working to your bones, fall, you know, like working to the bone, just getting it done, and then being resentful, bitter, and angry about that, which would be right, feminine right. traits, right? It's like an easy, it's an easier jump. Now, when you're in the healthy and the in the healthy masculine feminine, like the way that that looks is the feminine being the holistic viewer can be like, oh, wow, this is the things that need to happen so that the, the, um, the tribe, the house, the family, the unit, the relationship can work really well. And then the healthy masculine is like, okay, great. Like takes direction from the feminine and then goes accomplishes the task. So that task oriented energy is actually very important. Like that's active linear and we need it. Cause if it was only feminine energy, then we would just be going in circles and nothing would ever get done. Right. But uh, then on the other extreme, it's, if it's only masculine. We build till we, like destroy everything in our path including ourselves so that balance is like wow here's what's needed and then the masculine energy is like okay great i'm gonna go have that happen and then and then i'm gonna take a break and i'm gonna rest until the feminine the feminine energy is like here's something else that needs to happen you know like and then you know when to work and you know when to rest and you know when to play and you know but there's a balance a harmony through all of it yeah yeah. And you've, you've spoken into this idea a few times about like how, you know, we said we want men to be the knight in shining armor, but mm-hmm. there's actually like in, in a way the, the feminine kind of serves that role in that stepping into this energy calls forth something from the masculine. Right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So there's this, um, in in i am i'm hispanic and and my my husband is too so he is ecuadorian and in our cultures and in latin cultures a lot of times there's this beautiful thing that happens between grandmothers and grandsons and i'm sure it happens in other cultures too but this is mine the grandmothers oftentimes just there's nothing wrong a grandson can do in the eyes of your grandmother mm-hmm. in in um in this culture so there's nothing wrong so they're always perfect they're always right and maybe some of the mothers and the sisters and the cousins and all the other women around them are like what's going on he's you know all these different things that are these are all his shortcomings but in the eyes of i'll just use my family for example my husband's grandmother he was perfect he could never do anything wrong and you know what? As a result, my husband showed up for my grandmother, for his grandmother, as taking care of every single need she ever needed. Anything that she needed done, he would show up. He would make sure he called her. He would make sure that she was always taken care of because in his, in her presence, he felt whole. He felt enough. He felt worthy. He felt like he could be any which way and it was going to be accepted and he was going to be loved and he showed up loving and revering his grandmother and respecting her and doing anything she ever needed for him like that's an example of what it could look like mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that you ignore all the faults of men in your life but can you if if sometimes when we're coming from that unhealthy place that unhealthy feminine all we can see is what's wrong all we can see are all the faults and, and it can be pretty brutal to be on the other end of receiving, you don't do this, you're not enough here, you're not doing this right, you're not doing this right, because uh, I'm going to speak as women, sometimes that's our own stuff that we have against, like we have going on in our head with us, and then we project that on our, on our significant other. And men and the masculine energy can't necessarily take criticism the same way that the feminine can. And it like crumbles and it acts out and it like wants to leave that space. So if you can stand and just, just 
see, like I did this exam, I did an experiment one time. Like, I'm going to try to see my husband the way that his grandmother sees him for like 30 days. I'm just going to like to see him as this incredible, amazing, loving, beautiful human being that like doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) Or if he does make mistakes, it's okay. And in that experiment, what I received was so much more love coming from my husband, like so much more attention and like, and help and support as opposed to like, sometimes my other way could be like, you need to, you didn't take out the trash and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Right. And that, that just, yes, I can go there too. Everybody can, we can all go to each of these, but what I find works is when I can stand in yes, we need to do these things. And it doesn't actually make you a bad person if you don't, you know, like who you are is not in question whether or not you take the trash out. Instead of me making you not taking the trash out, mean you're a piece of, I don't know if we can curse a lot of crap or something. (laughs) You can curse. It's fine if you want. I have the podcast listed as explicit, so we're okay. Great. Explicit, so, just because you don't take the trash out doesn't mean you're a piece of shit, right? Like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. So, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, and like in my mind, I can already hear all the questions, right? I I can already hear like because there is, I, I think there is a huge resistance to stepping into that, and. And I think, you know, to, to kind of sum up a lot of the resistance, I think it like the feeling is it leaves you really vulnerable, yeah. right? Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna only see him as amazing and perfect and, and all of that, like you're giving up so much of your ability to control things or, or your ability to make him be different. Right. And, and those are things we hold on to in relationships is like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to see you as perfect because then I'm giving up my opportunity to change you when you need changing. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Like how does somebody resolve that within themselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say do an honest recognition has the other way ever actually worked. Mm. Like really, has it actually the controlling the, I have to change you, like you're not enough right now. You don't pick up your socks, like you don't. And maybe if I complain or if I, if I hold you small enough, you'll do it. Has that actually worked? Mm-hmm. And if it has worked, have you felt good about it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, like, even if you got what you wanted one time, I I guess we've got to define working because you got what you want, but then your partner like is resent, like resenting you secretly in their mind. So it's like, has it ever really worked? Yeah. Or you're, you don't feel good about it because you know what you had to go through to get it. And you're like, ugh, right? Like, has it, and if it has, and it's working for you, then keep going. And if it hasn't, and you don't really like that, just try it on. And, and the beginning place, like in order for you to even see this person, like, like I shared, like, let me see my husband as like this great, amazing person. And who doesn't want to be seen as a great, amazing person really at the end of the day, right? Like that's what we all want. We all want somebody to see us. We all want somebody to see us. So it also starts with me having to see myself as an amazing person. So I can't necessarily go, eh, no, I could say you could do both. I don't know what comes, it's like a chicken or the egg situation. But in the end, it, what it requires is me seeing him as great. Also, I get to see myself as great. Right. And and so then when I'm looking at him through those eyes, or like I would call them like the, the eyes, we, we called his grandmother Abwe, like the eyes of Abwe. It doesn't mean that he doesn't make mistakes. It just means like, I don't, I don't make those mistakes mean so much more than it actually does. Like I'm using the trash situation or the socks. These are common things that I hear. It's it's not about the socks on the floor or the trash. Like that's not who he is. Same thing with me. So when I forget to do something, like I can have some more grace with myself. And I find that what has happened is the masculine naturally wants to be better for you. For the feminine, when the feminine already holds him as 
as like enough, basically, is what we're saying. Like you're you're enough. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an idea I really want to dig into here because I mean I've definitely observed that, and like I even think with my wife, it's like, I mean I thought I was a pretty good guy before I met my wife, but you know, and, and I was fine, you know, like I wasn't a bad guy by any means, Yeah. but you know, who I have become in relationship with her and, you know, her being the woman that she is and me having her like as that reflection every day and me wanting to show up in, in a way where that reflection looks good, you know, yeah. is yeah. like, is like, it, it has made me such a better person. Yeah. And I think, and I'm sure the same has happened to her to, you know, in her own ways and, and to her own degree. But I, I do think, you know, I, like there is this way that the, the feminine holding the masculine in the way that you're talking about makes him want to be better. But then I also see, and, and I want to speak about this because there's, there's a big conversation out there where women specifically are saying, well, it's not my job to make him better. He mm-hmm. should be better on his own. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I, I just want to ask you, like, how does that play into this conversation? Yeah. Um, when I hear those conversations, I think on some level, we're missing the point of relationship then. So mm-hmm. relationship is like, a, a it's partnership. Like, I, I, I think those two things are interchangeable. And we only really know ourselves in relationship to somebody else. So I can sit out here and think I'm the greatest thing ever. And then I get in relationship and I may have some idiosyncrasies or some things I really need to work on. But I never knew that because I was just on my own island out here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess it's not my job, but in partnership, when I want to be with somebody, I want us both a healthy relationship, like having us both want to be better for one another. So I want to come home to somebody who sees me and doesn't see all my faults and then makes me a bad person for it. It's like, sees my faults and loves them, but is also like, okay, and here's, you know, here's some things that we can do to work on it or not even do, but like, let's love each other. And, and, there's it calls for something great when you see each other as great like let's be better for one another it's like that space when you know you have you may have had a teacher in your life or um or a boss in your life who just really saw who you are or friendship or a family member and you just felt like you could be something else and then you have those family members or those bosses or those teachers that just saw every single thing that was wrong with you and what what happened for a lot of people that doesn't really inspire greatness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't inspire greatness. Um, and even if it does inspire you to be better, it's coming from a place of I'll show you, which is like resentment. Yeah. It's just yeah. more resentment. Yeah. So let's, maybe it's not our job, but it's like, what's the point of me being in this relationship if I don't want to like love your, like see you as great and be seen as great. Well, and, and something that's coming up for me as you're speaking is, you know, like you said, it could even be a teacher or a friend or, or, but it's the idea is like, it's about being somebody in your life that makes other people who are in relationship with you feel like they can be more and want to be more, right? Yeah. It's not even about, you know, do it for your partner or do it for this or for that or, or do it so you can find a boyfriend or whatever. But it's like, it's like be that kind of person and, yeah. and have that impact on everyone. Yeah. And, yeah. and then of course, that's going to be a dynamic in your relationship. It, it can't not be if that's who you are. But again, it's not about like, you know, be the woman who makes men better. No, it's yeah. like, be the person who makes other people better when yeah. they're around you, like embody Absolutely. that energy that calls that forth from them. A hundred percent. And I, I do executive coaching too. And I say this, if you're leading or managing people, and I remember with you, like you, you just put in the intro, I was your boss at one point. And I remember when you came into my department, I wanted you and I saw you were going to be great. And we were young. We were young back then. And I remember the CEO of the company was like, had some reservations. I was like, absolutely. No, he's going to be great. And you came in 
and you were amazing. And I got to be right to, to the boss or to the CEO because I knew you were going to be. But that's the piece. I knew and I held you as great. And you showed up that way. You were incredible, right? And if I came in and said, oh, here he comes. He's, let's see, like, is he going to be able to do this or not? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have been the same result. I don't know. You know, I, I love that you bring that up because I do remember back then and ever since I met you and, and I don't really know why, but you just, you always said like, I'm one of your biggest fans. And, and, you know, I, I don't even remember everything you said, but you were always like cheering me on. And I never really knew why you did that or, or chose that, but I, I think it did have an impact on me for sure. Yeah. You know, and especially you being in a leadership position and, and you having that kind of faith in me, I think it did encourage me to, to maybe live up to a level that I wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, and obviously if, if I'm walking into an environment where the, the people there are like, you know, oh, you suck. Oh, you're not going to do any good here. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to try then. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And the same can be said for relationships. We use this, um, I teach this metaphor of seed and soil as another way to think of masculine feminine dynamics. So the, the seed is the masculine and it has like one potential. It has one pattern. So it's going to be a seed of an apple tree or a pumpkin patch or, a, you know, zucchini or a hydrangea, right? That's the, that's the pattern. And then the feminine, the feminine energy is the soil that holds the seeds. And it can hold many seeds in, in its space. It's holistic. It can hold, you know, apples, pumpkins, squashes, hydrangeas, roses. It can hold many seeds. But if the soil is not nutritious, if the soil is not, um, um, yeah, nutritious, those seeds are going to dry up and they're going to die. Mm. So if, if, if the feminine as a soil is just saying, you need to do this and you need to do that and you're not enough of this and you're not enough of that, and it's just constantly criticizing all the seeds in its soil, the soil, the seeds are gonna, they're gonna die. And by die, it could be like, they don't become, or they, they don't become what they're really, what they can be, or they, um, they leave, or they become very toxic themselves. And the seeds could, if, if you're thinking about this as, as a woman, and you're thinking yourself as soil, seeds in your soil can also be projects, jobs, books, um, things that you wanted to start. These are all seeds. So if you're talking to those seeds and saying, I'm not enough or, or, or I'm not doing it and criticizing them, they're not going to come. They're not going to be as great as they can be. So then the job of the feminine is really like keeping our soil nutritious. Mm-hmm. And I, and, um, I'd love to get into like some practical ways to do that. So we leave somebody, yes, we're having a very like high level energy conversation, but there's some real life things you can do to stay in your healthy feminine as well. Yeah. So I'd like to, I'd like to ask you one more question about the seeds in the soil and then, um, and then definitely I think going into some of the practical stuff would be really supportive. Yeah. So if we talk about like within a dating context or, or somebody who's looking to find a partner, and using the seed and soil analogy that you're talking about, we could say that the masculine energy in the world is essentially looking for some soil that it can grow in. Would you say that's like an accurate mm-hmm. statement? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah. So the masculine energy is out there trying to find a, a some soil that is you know nutritious enough for it to grow in. Mm-hmm. What what is it that and, and I, I, again, I get it because it's not just about men and women, right? There are, mm-hmm. there are maybe women with masculine energy looking for another woman who's mm. feminine enough to have that soil that they can grow in, right? Yeah. Or vice versa. There might be a man with a lot of masculine energy who's looking for another man who has that feminine soil. So I, I get it. It's not, it's not only about men and women, uh-huh. but if we just, for purposes of this conversation, if we just talk about it like that, uh-huh. where- you know, there's a man out there who's looking for his soil. He's looking for the environment where he can grow into his best self. Mm-hmm. There's a woman out there who wants to be that soil for mm-hmm. him. What is, I guess, like, what is it that each of them need to do to have that work? Mm-hmm. That- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
if the masculine, if the man wants the nutritious soil, then it's like stepping into that place of um, that, that healthy masculine energy. So being revering that, like honoring that feminine energy is the first one. Like we can't just be passive about it or throw it away. Like it's not important. So like, yes, it is important for me to have a space to be um, emotionally connected, to feel safe where I can be vulnerable. Like these are attributes that the masculine would need to like step into or the man would need to like be willing to step into. First of all, it's like be open to, to the gifts that the feminine energy or, or the woman who's embodying the feminine energy can offer. Like that safe place where you can almost like rest your head, take off your armor for a second and like be be um be seen you know like really be be seen and it's and it's okay to be seen and then vice versa for the woman it's like almost because so many of us if you just heard what i said and not related to you and you're a woman it's like we're also swimming in the energy too like we want that space where we can take off our our armor and and be seen and rest because that's such um so many of us like we're living in our masculine energy all the time too. Mm -hmm. So when I get into those practical ways of how to be able to do that yourself, it's really, it's important. Um, but so, but a, a feminine, a woman in her healthy feminine, like you're, you're so in touch with your own greatness and your own wisdom that if you're in a dating context, if a guy goes you or doesn't like respond back to your message or that ghosting or like whatever shows up your first go-to isn't to ask what did I do wrong which is such a common thing that I hear when I work with women sometimes it's like what's wrong with me that he didn't that's not even your first go-to mm -hmm. it's because you have so much um you're so secure in your own awesomeness <laughs> Really at the end of the word so like you're in touch with it and you're you're instead you could be like okay I guess not for me like not for me and let that and let it go and um and be connected to the other piece of of the feminine energy I don't think we've gotten into is is a there's it's really creative it's generative like if you think of even woman itself like we create life like there's a natural creation that wants to be birthed and come through us, whether it's life, whether it's a project, whether it's um, a business, whether it's a book, like whatever it is, like being in touch with the creativity that wants to come through us. So through that is like being connected to our own pleasure, being connected to joy, to passion, to, um, to nature. These are ways that we can really embody that um, expression of the healthy feminine. And you said something that really, really stood out to me. And, and I think it's actually probably one of the biggest struggles that people are having right now is, is you, when you said, you know, this is, this is what the man needs to do to be ready for that safe feminine space. He needs to be open to being seen. He needs to be open to being held. He needs to be open to those feminine gifts. And then you said, there are probably a lot of women who also feel like that's what they need. And, mm -hmm. and the thing is, is, you know, we're, so many of us are living in our masculine and i i think this is like really like the crux of a lot of the challenges the men a lot of the men in the world are maybe looking for that feminine space that feminine soil but then a lot of the women are also looking for that same thing yeah yeah and and that creates a lack of polarity and a lack of attraction mm -hmm. so I guess like what, what's the answer to that? Like what's, what's yeah. the solution to that problem? I guess, you know, because yes. I mean, it's, it's not really fair to say like, Oh, well, you know, like women, you, you got to get it together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, because, because they deserve that just as much as the men do. Right. Sure. So what's, what's the solution there? Yeah. So if you, if you are a woman and and I say in your natural state and your relaxed state. So if you think of like vacation mode, you, if you do identify with the feminine energy as like a more like your natural way that you're holding more of that feminine energy in this lifetime, 
the solution is to get more in touch with it. So it's like getting more in touch with that energy. When you say, I need a place to be held, I need a place to take off my armor. So places that you can do that um, with other women that are having conversations like this, that's one place. Like your safe women in your life, not, not women that are embodying more of that toxic energy where you feel like you need to compete or be needy with, or like you get with each other and all you do is gossip about other people, but like the ones where you can get and you could be your most vulnerable self and hold each other. Like that's one place. Um, And then there's some practices, some real, it's actually really nice. Like when I talk about the practical way to get in touch with your feminine energy, it's like, take care of yourself, like this whole self-care movement, but not as like a throwaway as something I have to do, but like maybe you um whether it's like getting like some practical things like getting um a massage or something like that sure yes those are all nice but coming from a place of like asking yourself what do i need so sometimes as women we're so bad at asking for what we need because we don't know how to answer that question so that's usually when i work with women it's the first first place i have them start doing is asking themselves what do i need what do i need so you can get used to that asking that question because there can be times, seasons of the year, times of the month, emotions that you might be having where what you need is to cancel all of your appointments for the day and not leave your bed if you can do that. Or like, and that's taking really good care of yourself. Or what you need is to get outside and run. Or what you need is to call another woman and share with what you're going through and ask them, to not try to fix anything, but just hear them and just like let it all out. Or what you need is to plan a vacation or what you need is to um, go be in service in some way to, and help somebody else. Like asking those types of questions and then letting your inner intuition answer them. Like there's this little feminine, like you, the, the feminine energy may be a whisper right now. When you ask that question, it's the feminine energy that's going to answer it. What do I need? What do I really need? What do I really need? Until you get to the answer that you can actually do something with. Maybe I need to make requests with people. Maybe I need to, I just had two babies, right? Well, not just, I just had another baby. I have two babies under three. I was drowning two weeks ago. And I really asked myself, like, what do I need? And the answer was like, I need some time for myself on a Saturday morning when I can get some help. I need to get help. I need to get some time for myself. And then I started making requests so that I can make that happen, you know? And um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. I think that that did. Yeah. But no, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. And, and kind of what I'm hearing is actually, you know, being that we live in an over-masculine masculinized is that a word i don't know we'll, we'll use it, it sounds <laughs> good <laughs> um but being that we live in in a world that's so you know strongly dominated by the masculine energy and it, it sounds like you know both men and women need to get more in touch with their feminine yeah right yeah. and and that that kind of is the path to healthy relationships right now in in this world at this time is yeah. for all of us, you know, men can get more in touch with letting down that armor, their vulnerability, their their willingness to be seen, their willingness to be held. Women can do it in the ways that, you know, you, you've just been speaking about, but there there is a need for all of us to get more in touch with that. And that's where the, the healthy relationships that we want are really gonna come from. Sure, yeah. And, you know, the more you know about this, these dynamics, the more you can really apply them in real time in your relationships too. Like for example, sometimes if my husband is saying things to me, like, I just need you to listen, which is a feminine trait, like not trying to fix anything, like mm -hmm. a feminine energy is like just holding it, holding the space, but not necessarily trying to do anything about it. If he's saying, I just need you to listen, or I need to spend some more time with you. And he's saying things like that to me, that can tell me just from that language, I have been too, I have been in my masculine energy too much. Mm -hmm. And it's beginning to even it's even beginning to get toxic. Like if he starts to say things like that, I'm like, okay, I need to check myself. So that supports me. Like, okay, what do I need so that I can do that? Right. Because the other cool thing about being soil 
is you can hold a lot of seeds in your in your soil at the same time. But when and when those seeds bear fruit, that fruit comes right back down and feeds the soil. You know, like it's a cyclical, the cyclical thing. Um, so yeah, I can see those things and 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 now and do something with it. Because there's definitely even me. I'm not saying throw away the masculine energy, right? Like I need to get shit done too in a day, and that's a very masculine energy. So let me do that in my work. Let me do that when I'm handling, you know, things in that in the home, and I need to get a lot of things done. But then let me be able to turn it off as well mm-hmm. because I don't want to be the masculine in my personal intimate relationship. I don't want to be. Um, I want my husband to be that, you know, so that he can't do that if I'm occupying the masculine energy, like there's no space. So, so that happens a lot of time too. Like I'll, I'll work with women that want their men to be on these things, but they're these, like be this, 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 um, masculine energy, this healthy masculine, but they're occupying it. So where, where's the space and the more masculine I become, then the more feminine my husband becomes. And then the more I begin to resent him because I want him to be more masculine, but he can't because I'm that I'm being that right. Well, so and, like, and on his uh, end, he's probably feeling emasculated or that, that might, that might be a strong word, but some version of that, like he's feeling you're taking up his masculine space yeah. and so the resentment builds on both sides. Yes. 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 And the game isn't about being perfect. I am not, I am not perfect. I, I teach this and I'm not perfect at this by any means. But because I have an awareness of it, when I hear things like he's asking me to just listen to him, I can hear, oh, I can also hear behind that. I have been like way too much in my masculine. I I need to like come back, come back to myself, which Mm -hmm. I would say I identify with this, with the feminine energy um, very much so. So I, I can hear that and come back. And that's it. It's like, yes, because we swim in a hyper masculine, you know, society it's very easy to get swung in and then i i come back and i come back and that's just it it comes coming back over and over again whenever i forget you know so one one last question here or maybe one last question i don't know how much are you like running out of time here no we're good okay um so i i suppose and i think there's an assumption underneath this conversation that there are some definite benefits to, you, you know, like you said, like you don't, you don't want to be in that masculine space. Yes, you need to be sometimes, you know, you, you need to embody it, but it's not who you want to be overall, mm-hmm. right? So there are, there are some benefits to kind of identifying which energy you want to reside in predominantly mm-hmm. and, and then working to kind of remain in that, right? Mm-hmm. So what are those benefits? Like why why would it behoove somebody to to do this okay great question yeah and then work to cultivate it i would say yeah so that you have access to it easier mm. so for me when i'm in my feminine and my healthy feminine energy um things i don't actually have to force many things to happen i don't have to i don't have a uh, a need to want to control every aspect of everybody's life around me <laughs> including myself um i'm able to allow things to move um much more easily through me and let things go that aren't really that you know i i the first thing that just pops into my head is like my toddler i have a a toddler and she's very adamant about what she wants to wear on most days and when i'm in my healthy feminine it's like go ahead honey wear it like sure if you want to wear the striped pants and the polka dot shirt shirt go for it and sometimes when i'm not there it's a i have to force my will on her to whatever so i'm able to let things go that don't really matter i use that as an example of something that doesn't really matter like she has clothes on she's gonna be fine you know um and there's less of a need to want to compare myself. There's less of a need to feel as though um, I'm not enough or I'm not perfect. Less of a need to need to be perfect. Like everything has to be perfect and I have to do perfectly. And like a version of me, not in my healthy feminine, would get off this podcast and then overanalyze. Did I do it right? Did I say the right thing? Did I, did I, did I, did I, did I is that enough? Was that enough? 
And in my healthy version, I'm like, I showed up, I let what wanted to be said, be said. I'm allowing what wanted to happen, happen. And I work more as a conduit for what wants to come through me than a person trying to force my will on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, sounds like this is really a a health conversation, Mm. right? Like whether it's mental health or physical health, or, you know, I I think there's a degree of both in there, but it is, you know, finding, identifying the energy that suits you best Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, I think I should just say it here, you know, for clarity is like, I think the energy that probably suits all of us best is having some kind of access to both, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say more? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Because sometimes a common question I get when people start to get into masculine and feminine dynamics is how do I balance them? Mm-hmm. And my answer to that is you don't. So the idea is you be able to have access, just like you said, have access to both of them so that when you see what's needed in the moment, you can call on that energy. Right. And so it's not about, you know, if you're, if you're a straight man or a straight woman, like always being in your masculine or your feminine, but it's about being somebody who has integrated kind of all of this and, you can find what's needed. And I think there is, and you've spoke about it, like with your husband in a relationship, right? If you're, if you're in a straight partnership, you know, for, for most couples, there's going to be a, a, a need or a want to be, you know, have the woman be in her feminine, have the man be in his masculine. And that's going to allow you both to contribute to the partnership in a way where you both feel the best about it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's moments I was just thinking, yeah. And then there's moments where I don't have any good girlfriends around me or I don't have my husband is the one who's around me when I'm having some type of, let's say, emotional experience, whether I'm crying or there's a meltdown and I just need a hug. Mm -hmm. And what I need in that moment is my husband to embody his feminine and just hug me and not try to like fix it, not try to change it. I just, just hug me, hold me and tell me it's going to be okay. You know, like I need that. Well, yeah. And you mentioned earlier how sometimes your husband needs that from you. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. And, so yes. He, and I know that's a common thing actually between men and women where the woman will be sharing, you know, this happened at work or I'm struggling with this. And the man mm-hmm. starts giving her solutions yeah. and, and she says, no, I don't need you to solve this for me. I just need you to listen to me. Yeah. So when that, request comes up what she's really asking for is is i need you to be a little more feminine with me right now yes 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 and i i hear that and there could be like women listening to this and say oh i do the same thing for like uh, like i shared with you sometimes my husband comes home and tells me the things and i'm like oh here's what you can do especially because i'm a coach i'm like oh we're gonna solve this and Mm -hmm. she's like i don't need that from you which always tells me okay Thank you. Got it. Let me not be hypermasculine right now and just hold you, you know, which is a very feminine, that's a feminine essence thing. If you think of like nurture, the nurturing part. So that, that it's going to be okay. It's always going to be okay. You know, here you're enough. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people teach this conversation like the man is always supposed to be masculine and the woman is always supposed to be feminine. And I mean, from what we're talking about here, it really doesn't sound like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not a, no, it's, a, it's really a dance. And in most relations, or and a lot of times, you'll find one dominant, one dominant, like a, more dominant in either of the energies. Yeah. But it can absolutely flow. Absolutely. Especially, well, be, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and I think when it comes to like, sexual attraction or or like magnetism that's where the polarity really matters Mm. would you agree with that Mm -hmm. um yes 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 and and just to be able to to flow through especially like the traditional ways like traditional norms are not necessarily traditional anymore so if i want my my man husband to be just as engaged and and as a father as i am as a mother 
and do all, you know, just as change dirty diapers and do all the things that I'm doing as well. Like I'm going to also want him to not even want him, him having access to the feminine energy is going to be really important. If he's trying to put like our, our daughters to bed, you know, in a, in a, in a beautiful, you know, loving way, the way that I would, when I'm very in touch in a nurturing way when with my feminine, but I'm also get to be in my masculine. If they're like, running into the street i'm not gonna be like no honey don't you know run it's like no get over here <laughs> whatever i gotta do and, and be and be or get things done you know i still there's still things that need to be accomplished in a day and there's where my my me having access to my masculine energy has things happening instead of like i said if it was only feminine energy we would be nothing would ever get done yeah <laughs> And so going back to what you said, it's, it's really about, you know, having access to all of it yeah. and knowing what's needed. You know, if, if we're, doesn't matter if it's, you know, the, the husband or the wife, if we're putting the kids to bed, you know, we want to access mm -hmm. more of that feminine energy, if the kids mm -hmm. running into the street. We want to access more of that masculine energy mm -hmm. and that goes for both partners. And mm -hmm. when you're relating with each other mm -hmm. to have healthy and cohesive dynamics between you it it's supportive for you to relax more into your feminine and let him yes. embody more of that masculine. A hundred percent. Yes. Because, and I feel much more fulfilled because in my most relaxed state, yes, I want to be in my feminine energy. I want to be, I want to be nurse. I want to be like uh, worshiped and adored and these things from my masculine part counterpart counterpart, but that is going to require me to feel like nurturing and confident and secure and wise and intuitive and creative and be all those places, which is where I love to live much more often, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I think we've covered a lot and I, I also think we could, you know, keep going, but <laughs> I know we both have other things to do, but it's, sure. you know, really, really awesome having you on here. And I, I think you've just shared so much with us. Um, yeah. Any like last thoughts or, or anything you want to add before we close out? Um, yeah, if you are listening to this and thinking, I need to get more in touch with my feminine energy, be careful not to approach it from a masculine way of like, I've got to do all these things. And then if you don't do them, then you feel bad or you beat yourself up or you give up. Remember, like the feminine is very intuitive. It's very like based on what what it's experiencing, what it wants to express, wants to, what wants to come through it. So having some grace and um, yes, there's some practices you can do like um, dancing or emoting or journaling, or, um, getting in touch with your pleasure. Like these are things that you can do but approaching it from a place of like what wants to come through me this is a much more feminine way than like let me get these things done that would be what i say <laughs> yeah and, and i hear in that you know there is like and i just experience with within myself there's like my mind that makes all these plans and has a checklist and and has like okay i need to do this then i need to do this then i need to do this yeah. and if i'm willing to just kind of put all of that aside and sit and like listen and be quiet and feel into it, I may come up with a plan that looks completely different from what my mind wrote in five minutes. And, you know, yes. maybe it takes me 15 minutes or 20 minutes to like, let it come through me. It's yes. just, but it is just a very different approach to life and everything. Yeah. Like I have a practice of asking myself, like, how do I want to move today? Like movement's important, but I have a practice to get in touch with my feminine of asking, how do you, how do I want to move? So I may go to sleep and be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get on the Peloton and I'm going to do, you know, this or this, but then I'll wake up and say like, how do I want to move today? And it'll say, my body might be like, we want to go rollerblading. And which is like a fun thing from my childhood, or we want to, um, you know, lift weights or we want it, dance or something like that. So just even asking that, like I may have went to bed with a plan, but getting in touch with my feminine there's a way that it wants to be expressed through movement that I try to ask and listen to. Yeah. And in our masculine society, if, if you go to bed and say, I'm going to get up and get on the Peloton or do blah, blah, blah. And then you don't do it. Yeah. There's like this judgment that comes with that. Yeah. 
yeah. So allowing, I just shared this with a client that I was saying, like, don't have your, giving your word choke you, like give yourself some space for flexibility, for listening, for changing your mind, you know, like that you are allowed, give yourself permission, give yourself permission to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you so much. And, you know, again, just so many beautiful things to share uh, today. If, Mm -hmm. if people want to get in touch with you or learn more, where can they find you? Uh, LizCoaching.com is my website and uh, on Instagram and LinkedIn, it's at Liz Haber Zambrano. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So for anyone who wants to connect with Liz and, and get more of what she has to offer, you could definitely reach out and, and find her in those places. Um, well, just thank you so much. You know, yeah. again, it's, it's really an honor to have you on here and, you know, as a, as a dear friend and, and a mentor and, and someone I continue to learn from, you know, it's really great to be able to connect and just have you share all your wisdom with us. So ah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. I love talking about this. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and loved having you on here. So um thank you so much and such an honor and yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thanks again for checking out the show. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on the most. And I would love it so much if you leave a review and tell people what you think of us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Living Relationship to connect more closely. And I'm grateful to be supporting you on your journey to love.